When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. From our flagship station in Buffalo, this is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. Here comes Cairo back for the Blues. Cairo to the far circle. Drops it back in front. They score again. Shen, the trailer on the play. Back-to-back goals by the Blues, and it's 5-3 St. Louis. Braden Shen there is eighth of the season, second of the night, 24 seconds after Kevin Hayes had scored. That puts St. Louis up 5-3. to three. That is your NOCO play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. Welcome into the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. Brian Colzio with you. 6-4 St. Louis, the Sabres tonight. I mean, this is a weird one. Outshoot the Blues 45-20. to 20. Double-digit shots in every period, 15, 16, and 14. A uh, ton of chances, ton of possession time, but um, they lose, and they give up six. Let's get reaction. Live in the room, Rasmus Dahlin is up first with Paul. Rasmus, you guys uh, outshot him, I think, 45 to 20. You were in the offensive zone all night, and you lose by two. How, how, how did that game come down? What did that game come down to? Um, uh, we played really good offense um, sometimes. Uh, for myself too much um, and let them had all my rushes and stuff so um, for me I should have more patience sometimes and not trying to create every single uh, time I get the puck so um, yeah um, on to the next one were there a lot of missed opportunities too even with the 45 shots it seems like you guys missed some open nets and, and had some missed opportunities yeah we had our chances uh, we I mean we played really good uh, we could have had five more goals um, but he didn't want to um, go in today um, it is uh, what it is sometimes but I think uh, we gotta uh, just look forward I mean we played really good offense we created a lot and uh, we can't um, think too much about this really good uh, we had swagger uh, confidence in the zone uh, on the rush uh, we created a lot, so uh, we take that with us to um, uh, to the next one. Thanks, Rasmus. Rasmus Dahlin on the post game. Brian, back to you. Dahlin got the Sabres on the board first at the late stages of the first period with his fifth of the season. Uh, then Benson and Krebs starting the second got the Sabres back to a tie game, but uh, then the Blues had those two goals in 24 seconds. That was kind of a backbreaker moment right there when Hayes and Shen score 24 seconds apart late part of the second period, and uh, that obviously swung things. Uh, each team scored once in the third, and it ends up 6-4. to four. Brian Coles, you'll hear on your Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. We'll go back to Paul in a moment to get more reaction from the room here. Our blue and gold locker reports brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. Sabres dropped this one and are now 10-11 and 2 on the season. Back to St. Louis. Live, here's Casey Middlestat with Paul. Club in this game with the number of chances you had to score. Yeah, I mean, 
personally, I think there's definitely uh, a few I should have put away, and you know, it definitely stings. But um, yeah, I think as a whole, I mean, what a few pipes, a few chances here and there, and um, if you go their way, if you don't go ours, and you know, it's it's a game. You guys carried the play for a lot of that game. I mean, a lot of that game. Uh, you did give up six, though. Was it just mental errors? Was it just physical errors? What happened? You know, I, I mean, I definitely have to go back and, and see. Um, but I think, you know, when you're absolutely, I feel like we had them pretty hemmed in their, in their zone for long stretches of time, and then, you know, it flips out, and it's a breakaway for them, and they score. And I mean, it's maybe on us repressing a little bit when, when you're in the zone for that long, get a little greedy. But, um, you know, at the same time, I think... Uh, you saw a lot of Sabres hockey out there with, with the chances and the way we were creating. and um, Yeah, but I think, you know, as those shifts extend and, and they get a little long, sometimes chances end up going the other way. So it's definitely something that we should uh, maybe take a look at and, and clean up. But, um, you know, I thought the, the pressure and the offensive zone time was, was good tonight. What was the mindset of this club when it's 3 nothing, 11 minutes into the game? But... Like you said, you guys kept that offensive pressure and forecheck going all the way. You probably wouldn't have got it tied that thought the game was in your hands then. Yeah, I mean, um, I it kind of felt like it was 3 nothing. You know, we weren't really playing bad. I thought we were controlling the play and, you know, a couple of bad bounces early in the game. It's going to happen throughout the year, and um, we know that. And, um, you know, we stuck to our game plan, obviously. There's chances, myself included, and... Um, Definitely a few uh, I would uh, like back out there. And, um, you know, I had a good chance to tie it up. So, um, you know, it definitely stings. And um, try to keep that momentum, at least the offensive side of things, and, and clean up a few things going to Carolina. When you got it to 3-3, took, they got two and 24 seconds. Did you guys maybe take a breath? Because you had come all the way back. And maybe take a breath, and next thing you know, they got, got a couple on you. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I, I don't necessarily remember the, the feeling on the bench during that point of the game. I think it would probably come back to me if, when I watch it uh, later tonight. But, um, you know, I, I I don't really think we're much of a team to, to take a breath. I think we want to push forward and we want to keep going. And, um, you know, we kind of know where we're at right now and, and where we stand. So, um, yeah, maybe a little lax days ago with some with some details late in shifts, but at the same time, I think uh, a lot of those shifts end up in goals for us, and um, I think there's definitely positives to take out. And um, like I said before, some things to clean up there. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, Casey. Casey Middlestead in the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, thanks, Paul. Yeah, Middlestead in the second period alone uh, had a clean breakaway, and then somehow just doesn't score with a wide open net um, as he kind of just whiffed on it, but. Uh, yeah, it was a nice setup. He's, you know, he scores on that probably 98 out of 100 times. Um, it just didn't end up going in for him there. And, you know, a tough break. Uh, but it felt like a game where, okay, you're going to get more chances. And they did. You know, the, the breakaways themselves. Tuck had a clean breakaway. Middlestad had a clean breakaway. Um, you know, then uh, Paterka had kind of a half breakaway. Uh, then, you know, the players that missed the open net in the second, Cousins and Middlestad. I mean, right there, just a glorious amount of them. I mean, there's five right there in just the second period of play uh, that the Sabres probably had to feel like, look, you know, got to get a couple of those out of those, you know, grade A scoring opportunities. And uh, none of them went in, despite the fact they already did get goals from Benson and Krebs. By the way, I thought Benson was great again tonight. Just shows that uh, not only did they make the right decision, but 
you know, as Paul mentioned during one of the intermissions, it seems as though maybe his the thought of him going to the World Juniors probably is not going to happen. He's too good. They can't afford to let him go right now. He's definitely playing like a top six forward. Incredible. Coming right from juniors into the NHL, uh, the Sabres got a uh, a good steal of a draft pick there for sure. It's early. It's hard not to get excited and maybe overreact a little, but my goodness, what he's doing uh, at this age with this lack of NHL experience, it's so impressive. And to see him do what he's doing right now, he's playing like a veteran. And you can tell the league is trying to bully him around a little bit. And uh, he's just he's not letting it affect him. All right, six for the final. Let's go back and uh, go back to the Enterprise Center. Paul Hamilton standing by, and we'll talk to Paul here while we wait for Don Granado. Paul, this is a real tough one. Like to to really sit here and try to get too hard after him, but they did give up six, and Lukanen didn't have his best stuff, and maybe they, you know, Middlestead said they did get greedy at times. How do you assess this game when you look at some of the stats on what they did with possessions and attempts and shots? You almost never see a game like this. It's it's one of these where you try to analyze it. It's you just don't often see a team dominant like dominate like that and then get behind three nothing and then six to three after they came back and tied it up. And you just kind of had the feeling they were going to come back and tie it up just the way they were playing and they did. And then. It seemed to me, and I'll see what Don Granado thinks, but it seemed to me like they just took a breath. And next thing you know, two goals in 24 seconds. Now you had come all the way back. Now you're down two again. And then they still came back and put on pressure and put on pressure and uh, couldn't get another one until uh, Benson gets the puck to the net and Paterka pokes it in with the goaltender pulled and uh, made it 6-4. to four. So it really was a very strange game uh, to, to talk about. Uh, uh, they did make some defensive errors. I mean, you, you look at the plays where goals were scored, and uh, you probably can point to some of the some of the giveaways. Uh, uh, Matias Samuelson, I think, has been having some problems with some giveaways lately. He still kills plays, though. That's the thing. There are pl- times he kills plays a lot, but there's also a couple of times a game now where he had, just has that turnover. It's like, uh-oh, type of a turnover recently. It hasn't happened a lot, but I would just say recently that that's kind of popped up on him. So, um, you know, and, and the other goals, those goals in the first period, you look at that goal, those goals, and a lot of that was, all right, you lost a face-off, guys in front of the net. Uh, you, you, you turn the puck over, and you basically give them a layup because of that. Uh, there was a rebound that, that they wind up, you know, shoveling in on you. So, you know, that one winds up going in the net on you. And, you know, the, that, the rebound, I think you'd want your goaltender to be able to control that rebound a little bit. But are you really going to jump on the goaltender after this game? I mean, it wasn't his best. You know, you didn't get the big save when you needed it. And how many times have we said that this year with him? Any? This might oh, be yeah. the first time. So, you know, he's not going to be great in every single game. Uh, he, he certainly wasn't in this one, but he has been in a lot of them. So, uh it's just a very weird game to talk about, just the way that went down, because the shots were indeed indicative of the game. Uh, you know, Buffalo, what, what, they were throwing people to the net. They were throwing pucks to the net, and they did outshoot them 45-20. to 20. Uh, it just, Paul, you just know, so they, you have it, they made it 46-20 to 20 now. I know that shots okay, changed yeah. the scoring, but just so you have it, it's 46-20 now. Yeah, yeah. And, and every line was in on the forecheck. Every line would get in there. And, uh, you know, be in on that forecheck and, and, and get sustained pressure. 
I mean, it wasn't just a little bit of pressure. It was sustained pressure inside the zone. So uh, I have to say, if they play offensively like that most nights, I don't think they're going to lose too, too many of those if they play like that offensively. But it was almost like a, a half a game. I mean, they played well offensively, and then they make some goofy turnover, something goofy defensively, and, uh, it, you know, it wound up going the other way. Plus, some bounces didn't go their way either. I mean, the one uh, that wound up a 2-1-0, that just bounced over the stick of, uh, of power. There's not really much you can do with that. The puck's in the air. You know, for him to try to knock that down, what is, it, what is he going to do? So, and that wound up being a 2-1-0. That was, I think, the last goal they scored. Uh, so there were different circumstances for different goals, and, uh, you know, it, re- it resulted in a loss. And I would agree with you. I think if they play this game ten times against the Blues, Paul, they're winning at least eight of them. I just, I just think like this is the this is the type of game that the Sabers want to play, like they did last year. And so often, they would be the team that would win six four. So I, I wouldn't want to harp too much, you know, if I was able to have the room and tell them like, look, I I think there's not there's a lot that went well tonight for them. And I would probably say, look, I'd encourage you to keep going at this. This is how the Sabres are going to win, Paul. I, I don't think they're a team that can just grind out 2-1 wins. I think this is how they're going to have to win and just maybe one of these freak nights. That was kind of one the kind of game they want to play, but I think it was too loose defensively. Uh, they, they Offensively, absolutely, that's the game they want to play. Get in hard on pucks, be hard on pucks, cause numerous turnovers. I mean, the Blues turned the puck over a lot more than Sabres did. But when the Sabres turned it over, it was in their net. And and Bennington made, even though Bennington gave up four, there were a lot of good saves. He stopped, what was it, what did we say, three breakaways? Yeah. By the players that the Sabres would want to go in on breakaways. And, uh, you know, those are three huge saves there. You know, what if two of those go in? How does the game change? We don't know. Uh, so, you know, there there are a lot of things to talk about in the game, but I still will get back to... Most nights, if they're playing that well offensively, they're not playing as poorly defensively as they did tonight. And I would say most nights they would win the hockey game playing that well offensively. 6-4 St. Louis in front of 18,096 at Enterprise Center. Buffalo will continue the road trip Saturday in Raleigh against the Hurricanes. And, Paul, the last time the Sabres played the Hurricanes, it was was that overtime game, right, the 5-4 kind of game where they ended up yeah, they, point. As I recall, yeah. they played pretty well yeah. in that game because they usually yeah. don't get points against Carolina, and they did in that game and had had opportunities to win that game and didn't uh, gave up a, a bit of a layup goal uh, uh, in overtime uh, when they took a shot that maybe you you wouldn't want to take because it wound up coming around and off they went and they scored with, what, about a second left in overtime, something like that? Yeah, that was, remember, Cousins took the shot, and he said, look, I'm trying to score at the end, and then it ended up going an odd man rush the other way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this this weekend, back-to-back games, so w- trying to get points in that first one is always important because the second one, your legs can be a little more dead, plus there's travel in between coming home from a long road trip uh, with Nashville coming in. But I guess ultimately in the end here, Paul, we still know this is a results-oriented business. The back-and-forth you know, win, loss, win, loss. It's tough to get tonight to maybe go too hard on this, but it is still another loss after a win. And trying to build and get win streaks, like they just they haven't been able to kind of get that going at all. Yeah, no, you have to bottom line this. You have to. Yeah. They, they're a quarter more than a quarter away through the season, and they really have not had their game at all in most games. And they come off the Ranger game, and then they, you know, 
not playing well in all of them, but they play really well, almost perfect in the Ranger game. That's exactly the way they want to play. And uh, they're 3-1-1 one, and one coming into here, and next thing you know, it's 3 nothing in the first period. And It's like, you're kidding, right? That's the way they, they, they've started so many games. They have to chase the game. Well, they did a good job of chasing the game this one. They certainly didn't give up, that's for sure. I mean, they just went to work. And it's, all right, we're down three. Let's go to work. And they did. And wound up tying the game. And by the time they tied the game, then 24 seconds later, they're down by two again. And they just couldn't recover from that one. I mean, you can only come back from two and three goal deficits so many times in a game. So, uh, you know, it's they got to start winning games. They, they can't be losing games like this with the situation they've put themselves in. They are still right in the playoff race. They are not too far behind. They're right in the playoff race. But when you play this well offensively, I think you got to get points out of the hockey game. Yeah, tonight feels like a, a game, at the very least, even if they didn't win, that you'd want them to, of course, get a point, which we kind of mentioned happened in that game in Carolina. Sabres fall 6-4. to four. One more game on this road trip Saturday in Raleigh, and then they'll come home uh, to play four of their next five at home uh, Sunday night against Nashville at 7 o'clock. Of course, we'll have all these games for you uh, right here on the Sabres Radio Network. We're waiting for Sabres head coach Don Granato. Give you the three stars here while we wait. Hayes had a goal in that 24-second span. He's star number three. Neighbors scored twice. He's star number two. And Braden Shen ends up getting the game winner. Two goals. He's star number one. And we'll make Shen tonight the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think Town Ford. Final shot totals 46-20 now. They added another shot to the Sabres in the third. They have 15, 15, 16, and 15 across the three periods. Another night where the power play does not score. 0 for 3. The Blues were 1 of 2. Lukanen made 14 saves. Bennington 42 on the 46 shots. Okay, Paul. Well, I, I, I finally if... agree with the three stars. Okay. I usually don't. <laughs> but I think, I think I can go along with all three of those. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Shen was was definitely. I think uh, if I was voting for first star, he would. Have and neighbors played sure. well uh, despite the two goals. I mean, he he played well in other areas too. Yeah, uh, Paul, if coach is not there, how about a quick thought on just Zach Benson again? We talked about him in the intermission. I know maybe for fans that didn't uh, were watching on the TV side didn't hear your thoughts on just kind of where you think Benson's at going forward with this team. Well, he just knows the right play. Look at the the goal they scored with the goaltender pulled. I mean, he just knows what the right play is. And he sees a bunch of Sabres at the net. He sees a schmozzle going on because they're not, when the Sabres go to net, the Blues go with them. So now there's a big schmozzle going on. So he takes the puck and gets it to the net immediately. And then lets everybody whack away. And sure enough, Paterka whacks away and scores the goal. I mean, Cousins was there. Paterka was there. I don't know. All of them. They had a bunch of people there, and so did the Blues. So when you got that kind of a schmozzle going on, I mean, that's the smart play. That's what you do. It's like I have a lane to the net. Let's get this puck there, and let's see what happens. I don't think he was expecting to score when he put the puck there, but he, I think he was expecting the Sabres would have a good opportunity to score and, and did so. And on his goal, I mean, Cousins wins a draw, something the Sabres have not been good at, but, the, you know, it just kind of goes to show what maybe they could get out of it if they won a few more draws. And, you know, he wins that draw. And gets it, to, and then Benson, like, does a nice like uh, spinorama, and yeah. just lets it go. And I don't think Binghamton thought the puck was going to go that fast. And you know he let it go fast. He spun and, and wound up scoring on the play. So 
Um, as I told you earlier, and for those who weren't listening maybe then, uh, I just don't see how they are going to allow him to go to the World Junior. I, I just don't think Canada's going to get him. I think he has become a big part of their team, especially in, in the top six forwards. And I just don't – now, there's a little time left, but with the way he is, I just don't see how he would – they would let him go and, and participate in the World Junior Tournament. I just think right now he's too good for their team. Benson, one goal, one assist, two points, a plus two, 15 and a half minutes, five shots, second on the team behind Darlene, who had six. Of course, Darlene, no surprise, leading in ice time, 28-48. And, and the power the play team. could have helped them too. As much as, as, much yeah. as they, they did well offensively, I didn't think the power play set up real well at times it did but they could produce you know if you produce a goal or two in the power play again now what are we talking how does this game change if you're able to do that yep some of their stats there are final stats brought to you by level financial advisors helping you retire better visit levelfa.com brian colziel here with paul hamilton who's live in st louis here on our upstate honda dealers post game six four the blues beat the sabers we're waiting for Sabres head coach Don Granado. And I think he's he just about on makes his, his way, way here. So. All right. He's not here quite yet, but oh, quite. <laughs> I think he, he, will be, he will be momentarily. It says it's a long haul, so I just wanted to let you know that he's on his way down here. And we do now have Coach uh, Don Granado. And, Coach, uh, you certainly offensively put on a show there. I mean, you had a good forecheck. You had a lot of puck possession. And you still uh, wound up giving up six, but you, it's kind of a weird game to talk about because you were so good offensively, weren't you? Uh, I, I, I felt we were, without question, good enough offensively. I felt the self-inflicted uh, wounds. I thought we, we, we probably um, we created our own mess. Uh, first period, I thought we had possession D zone, handed pucks over too easily, uh, which is tough to recover from when you think you're exiting and you're not. Um, they were very opportunistic, obviously, but uh, we, we made the mess ourselves. And obviously, again, with the shot count and, and quality chances that we did have, uh, we didn't convert uh, as, we, as we could have. When you look at being down three goals, coming back, tying it up, sometimes you expended a lot of energy to get to that point, and they gave it, you gave them the two goals quick. You know, the tough part on that, we, we tie it 3-3, and then, again, self-inflicted, we pass through sticks. Um, so we had, a, we had a simpler option to choose. We try to go through sticks of theirs. We hit a stick, and it ends up on that. So, um, it, it, you know, again, some, some, um, the degree of difficulty on a few plays was, was a little bit too high. And... Uh, got nothing left but to learn from it, I guess, um, but very frustrating. If you play that well offensively in most games, won't you pl- usually play better defensively than maybe you did tonight? Yeah, I felt that there were a couple guys on the defensive end that just didn't look like themselves, um, especially early, especially the first period. A couple guys at the, on the back end did not look like themselves. They settled in better after that point, um, but y- you get that quality and generate that quality. Again, you, you could you could run that game again and maybe have a different outcome because of that. But, uh, you know, we're sitting here without the two points. There are some, some positives that we see progress in, which is good. Um, and not much more to say. You feel bad for Lucan and I mean, not his best game, obviously, from what we've seen, but didn't get a lot of help in certain situations either. 
It was a tough one. I think Oopie probably would like the first one back. Um, you know, we come out, start of the game, Skinner has that point blank chance to, to go up one nothing and pops over a stick. Oopie makes a nice, really nice save coming back, and then I'm sure he'd like that that first goal against back. Um, you know, so but yeah, it, you know, I mean, he's 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 played better, uh, but he, I don't fault him as the issue tonight. Now that you're down with two goalies, and this has, this question has nothing to do with tonight, would you probably use both goalies on the weekend, being a back-to-back in three and four games? Yeah, yeah, we're going we're going in obviously a back-to-back in Carolina, back home against Nashville, coming up. So both those guys will play. We'll see how decision on that tomorrow. But yeah, thanks, Don Granado on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul Hamilton there with Sabres head coach Don Granado here on our Upstate Honda Dealers post game. Paul, I know we chatted for quite a while. Thank you very much for your work tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you on Saturday in Raleigh. Look forward to it. Take care. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton there. Sabres uh, fall 6-4 to four here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. And, uh, yeah, Don Granado said they'll use both goalies this weekend back-to-back uh, with the Hurricanes on Saturday and Nashville on Sunday. So Comrie and Lukanen, I guess that would be my predicted order. Comrie Saturday, give Lukanen an extra day's rest Comrie obviously ready to, to go. He hasn't played since last Saturday. All right, for all of our local affiliates, we're going to say goodnight to you at this time. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com or any on the Odyssey app. For all of you on WGR and our flagship, more of the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame coming up. Blues win it 6-4. to four. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. For the Blues, trying to play that one below the goal line. Comes back to the point. Rebound! Oh, what a save by Lukanen again! He has done it again. Another highlight reel save with Shen standing on the doorstep. And Lukanen got the glove over in time. That save was in the opening minute. Dan Dunleavy on the call. And the puck went in the net at the 108 mark, and St. Louis was off and running. They win it 6-4, but that's our save of the game, brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. Welcome back here on the postgame, the Upstate Honda dealers postgame. Brian Colziel with you. Uh, we will get you uh, some other look at the, I'm sorry, we'll get you the update on the standings here from tonight's action. But first, we've got to get the scores in from around the league. And that's brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. So we will start with games that have already gone final. Bruins shut out the Sharks 3 to nothing to get back on track. Red Wings blow out Chicago at home 5-1 to the final. 5-1 score as well in Montreal. Panthers beat the Canadiens. Overtime win for the Devils. They win in Philly 4-3. Penguins doubling up Tampa Bay 4-2. Toronto wins in a shootout of the Kraken 4-3. Final in overtime, the Islanders beat the Hurricanes 5-4. Sabres will play Carolina on Saturday. And then the opponent after that for the Sabres is Nashville. They lost badly at home tonight to Minnesota by a score of 6-1. Other finals, Edmonton with a 3-1 win tonight in Winnipeg against the Jets. Halfway through the third period in Arizona, the Coyotes lead the Avalanche 3-2. Stars up with eight minutes to go in the game in Calgary 3-2. Washington just starting the second period with a 4-2 lead in Anaheim, and the Golden Knights leading Vancouver just seven minutes into the second period there by a score of 2-0. Jack Eichel is playing in his 500th game tonight of his NHL career, of course, as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. 
Really good game going on right now on Thursday night football. There's five minutes to go uh, from Cowboys from AT&T Stadium. And the Seahawks lead the Cowboys right now 35-30. to 30. If you've got fantasy players in this game, you're happy. Geno Smith, 291, three TDs. DK Metcalf having a season high in terms of TDs. He has three, six catches for 134 yards. For the Cowboys, Dak Prescott closing in on 300 yards. He has two touchdown passes. Tony, uh, yeah, Tony Pollard with a touchdown run. And CeeDee Lamb, if you have Lamb, look at this, 12 for 116 and a score. So Cowboys driving down five, 35 to 30, now under five to go uh, in that one. Seahawks looking good wearing those throwbacks, by the way. Love those royal blue and silver uniforms. All right, so those are your scores. Let's get to the standings now. Standings are brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. Well, with the loss, the Sabres drop to 10-11-2. 22 points. They are still right now uh, three points back of Tampa, who is holding the final wildcard spot. Teams that would have to jump still, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Philadelphia, the Islanders. That's just to get to Tampa Bay. So that is the uh, results from there. The Lightning have lost three in a row. Detroit, the top wild card, they have 27. The Sabres are five points back of them. They'll see Detroit uh, on Tuesday. So some big games coming up. They'll finish the road trip. Buffalo will a Saturday in Raleigh against the Canes. Uh, and then Nashville on Saturday with Detroit then on Tuesday uh, with the Nashville and the Detroit games both at home at Key Bank Center. All right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll read some tweets. And send me your thoughts at BrianWGR and uh, get you ahead to the Hurricanes game. Final score tonight, St. Louis 6, Buffalo 4. More Upstate Honda Dealers postgame coming up. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Faceoff down a post, a fart circle, one-timer scores! Rasmus Dahlin stepped into that one, and the Sabres are on the board with 6.28 to go in the opening period. Rasmus Dahlin scoring, that was his fifth of the season. That got Buffalo going uh, as we welcome you back to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 6-4 Blues the final, Brian Colesville here with you. Uh, Darlene kind of involved in some of the, our other normal post-game features, including our injury report, now brought to you by Losi and Kanji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Darlene, earlier in the first period, actually kind of got hit by Krug and fell into the boards awkwardly, and he was very, very slow to get up. That was a scary moment. Obviously, the Sabres cannot afford to lose Darlene for a second, in my opinion. Best player by far. He plays almost, you know, 25 to 30 minutes every night. Uh, but he comes back, didn't even miss a shift, took a penalty, then he scores, you know, just doing what he always does, which is great. And s- speaking of the complete game out of Darlene, he led the team in hits tonight. He had two. The Sabres only credited for five total hits on the score sheet. It wasn't a uh, a big night in the hit category. The Blues uh, officially got uh, 13 ch- uh, hits in this game, but the Sabres just had five. Darlene leading the way on the Sabres with two. So we'll make those two hits from Darlene. Uh, on a night where there wasn't a, a ton of monster hitting going on. Our Clinton Collision hits of the game. Clinton Collision, we are there when you need a repair. All right, let's uh, read some tweets here. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR. Uh, let's see here. Fans reacting to what we have. Um, 
Oh, Evan, you're going to like this one. Duke says, great job on the post game. Love the Hockey Night in Canada theme song. All right, well, that was Evan back here playing the uh, the song right there during the during the update. So good choice, Evan. Um, let's see. Bills by a Billion says, how about Owen Power night, a rough night? He said, a couple of guys on the defensive end that didn't look like themselves. He says, how about Power? Probably correct. Yeah, Power's been kind of hot and cold back and forth. It's been uh, tough, I think, so far. Um, Middlesat saying, you know, it stings. He personally should have put in at least two goals away. Uh, but he said, overall, there was a lot of good hockey. Charles says, yeah, there was, except for the goalie. Yep, not the best of nights for Lukanen, uh, for sure. Zach says, Brian, look, my thought is this. They're going to keep it close in the playoff race. If they get Tage and Quinn back together, I think they can really make that push. I would agree. He goes, by that time, though, it might be time to get rid of Kyle, sadly. You know, there may be some games where you play back-to-back, where you can sit a poso and just call them veteran rest days. I know sitting the captain in hockey is like the sacred thing. You just can't do it. Um, I think if the Sabres want to do it, they can do it in a way that they could get away with it without it being this like sacrilegious sort of thing. You know, the second half of the year, on nights when there's back-to-back games, you could sit Oposo in the second game and just say, look, veteran rest. You know, he's an old player, older player. Uh, we want to keep his legs fresh here. We're going to, you know, sit him on back-to-back nights. I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do or that they have to do, but if you wanted to do it and you want to spin it in a way where it doesn't look like you're, you know, benching your captain, I think you could do it. And you could spin it that way for sure. And I think you can get away with it for sure. All right. Well, thank you for the tweets. Again, you can always send those in uh, at Brian WGR. That's our Serve Pro first response from the fans. Serve Pro Central Buffalo's team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. Six for the final. Up next, Carolina Saturday night. I'll have the pregame at six, and then uh, we'll have puck drop just after seven o'clock uh, right here on the Sabres Radio Network. Thanks for staying up late with us and listening to the postgame. For now, though, we're going to put a wrap on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. I want to thank our crew tonight, starting with Evan DePasquale, our network producer. Thank you, Evan. Kyle Powell on our social media and game story. Check it out, WGR550.com. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. Of course, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, our game announcers. Tom Maddy, our engineer. And I, Brian Coltiel. I thank you for listening. Final again from St. Louis. Blue 6. Sabres 4. We will talk to you Saturday night. Sabres and Hurricanes right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone.